Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. Well, guys, this is a great day and really excited as we are stepping out of Christmas and now stepping into the new year. And I wanted to share something with you today that I really believe God wanted to, wanted to share with you. He wanted to strengthen you. He wanted to give you some peace. And he, he wanted to minister to you. And I think if all of us were honest, we would say 2020, there were some things we did right. And there were some things we did wrong, right? There were, some, there were things that we, we thought, oh, we got this. And then in the, in the middle of it, man, our insides were flipped upside down and sideways. And man, we were, we, we, were, we were on a quest in 2020 to find out what's really going on. And man, we had emails and links and YouTube videos and, and prophecies and all kinds of stuff. We're going all over the place. And I mean, we were like the end of the world in October and what's gonna happen November. And then, oh my gosh. And, the, and all of a sudden we, we find ourselves in the middle of, of all this stuff in 2020, kind of tossed about and searching. And what it also revealed, I know in me, it revealed some things of my life. I thought, you know what, Lord, I don't trust you as much as I say that I do. And it exposed some things. And, but in the graciousness of God, he meets us there. And that's what I really believe 2020 did is it, it, it created in us an awareness of us. It created in us an awareness of, of because we were just doing our thing, we're living our routine, we had maybe drifted from some areas of commitment, areas of, of submission to the Lord, areas of worship in our own lives. And the Lord revealed it to me to me in my heart and I had to recommit some things back to the Lord. Anyone else have to recommit anything back to Jesus this year? Yeah, we all did, we all did. And this is, we're gonna continue to do and live in that spirit. But also we want, as we step into 2021, we want God to speak to us. We wanna be strengthened. We wanna learn from 2020. The worst thing we could do is step into 2021 and not learn anything from 2020, right? I, listen, I want to learn what God wants, wanted me to learn in 2020. I don't want to go around the mountain again. I don't want to, to have to deal with all this. I want to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, my life belongs to you. Every aspect, every breath of mine, every thought of mine, every bit of, of my life, every bit of, of, of my finances, my home, my cars, my children, they all belong to you. And Lord, I am submitting these into your care. Amen. But what's important for us to know in 2021 is really the nature of the one that we're submitting our lives to. And I just really believe the Lord wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to give you something, really a theme of your life for 2021. And it's not anything too like catchy. And, you know, I don't want to be like those uh, other, other leaders who, who said, hey, listen, at the beginning of 2020, 2020, clear vision. And you realize, no, nope, we're blind, actually. <laughs> we want the heart of God in 2021. I want you to be anchored to something that won't move if anything else moves. And I believe God has much for us. This is what I do know as well, that in 2020, not only did, did God use it to purify his church, not only did God use it to purify us and personally and as a church and all, the, all these different things, he used it to create a hunger in people for him. He used it for the world to know, man, this life can be 
changed like that. My security, everything was there. And then in a moment, ooh, it's changed. And now at the end of the day, they lay their head on their pillow and they know there has to be more to life than this. And it's in those moments that that God begins to speak. And I believe that God has used 2020 to, to plow the rocks out of some of our fields and he has placed a hunger in people's hearts that I believe this year we're gonna see a great harvest of people giving their lives to Jesus. But we, but we as a church, we also have a responsibility to say, Lord, use this in me and then now say, Lord, use me in this new year. But I want you to hear the heart of God for you the theme in your life, and I want you to to receive comfort from the good shepherd for 2021 or in 2021. That you, whether you go through something difficult or go through something great, doesn't matter. You are anchored to the good shepherd. You're anchored to who he is in your life. And I want to take today and allow God to give us some deep assurance as we prepare to step into next year. And, and probably, I, I want to learn something from probably the most well-known chapter at all of the Bible, and that's Psalm 23. And I believe the Lord wants to speak to you today in a loving, gentle voice and heart of your shepherd. But let's read this, and then we'll get into this message together. Let's all read it out loud together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's so much in this chapter, so much truth that really can strengthen you this year and bring courage and steady you as we step into 2021. But I want to focus today on one aspect of this passage, and I really believe God wants to meet you. I really believe God wants to just put something in your heart today that's just going to give you a sense of peace, and as you see 2021 coming around, you're going to be so grateful that God is with you, and, and really this whole, this whole heart of, of this passage, there's lots of metaphors, there's lots of amazing things in here. And the writer, though, of this is David. And now what we do know about David is he was a shepherd before he was ever king. He was a shepherd. That's what he did. He took care of sheep. And so the the writer of this is David. Remember, by trade, he was a shepherd. And as a shepherd, he's telling you that the role of God in your life is to be your shepherd. And what that means is this, is if he is your shepherd, that means that you are his sheep. Everybody say, I'm a sheep. Bad. I heard that. That was nice. It was nice. You are the sheep of God's flock. And out of the gate, we, we, we need to know something here, that the Lord is my shepherd. Let's say that together. The Lord is my shepherd. Right out of the gate, the Lord is my shepherd. And so David is communicating something to us and God is speaking through him about God's role in our life. And so if this is true, so so for us as sheep, we are sheep. Since God is our shepherd, 
What is God saying to you through this passage? What does it mean that God is your shepherd? What will God do in your life as your shepherd as you approach a new year? What does that mean for us? Well, in verse 4, David tells us about the tools of the shepherd. This is probably the verse in this passage that needs to be explained the most because everything else is very self-explanatory. But what does it mean to, to have the tools of, of the shepherd? What does it mean for your rod and your staff? They comfort me. When I read that, I'm like, your rod and your staff, yep, they can beat me. That's what I think. And many of us think that. Many of us think that the, really the shepherd has this so he can whack the sheep around a little bit. But that's not the heart of God. That's not the heart of the good shepherd. So how does the rod of the shepherd and the staff of our shepherd, how does it bring comfort to us? Most of the time people think this man, God is, yeah, that rod and staff, he's waiting to get me. He's waiting to find me. One of the reasons why we as sheep many times stay away from the shepherd is, well, his staff's long and it's hard and I'm afraid he's gonna whack me with it. But that's not the heart of the shepherd. And so God wants to speak to us today. What does it mean that his rod and his staff brings comfort to him and can bring comfort to you as we step into the new year? And when we look at this, this is clearly, I know this is deep, clearly these are two types of sticks, right? Two types of sticks. What does that mean? What is God saying? How, how, how can that bring me hope and minister to me? What, what is God saying in this passage? What does God want you to understand? Now listen to me. What does God want you to understand? What his role in your life is as your shepherd. Everybody say, the Lord is my shepherd. Say that. The Lord is my shepherd. So what does that mean? What does God want you to know? So first, I'm going to look at the function of these tools of the shepherd. The function. What does this mean? What, what is the rod and the staff? How does it comfort me? I, well, one, we know it is, it is within the hands of the shepherd. So it must be used for something for his sheep. The first thing is this. The rod is used to protect and to guard the sheep. It's an actual function of a shepherd. The rod is used to protect and to guard the sheep. The rod of a shepherd is for protecting and for guarding. In other words, that your shepherd has, has, these two things are very important to him. He is going to protect you and he's going to guard over you. Now, if you think about sheep for a minute, sheep are defenseless. They don't have a, they don't have a whole lot going for them besides their sheep. And as you, if you're ever around sheep, you'll learn pretty quick, they're not very smart either. They kind of they, they, they just bumble around like they don't have any clue what in the world's going on. And the sheep are defenseless. They don't have claws. They don't, they don't run fast. Their teeth are for eating grass, not meat. They're defenseless. And not only that, they're slow. And like I said earlier, not only that, they don't think through things very well. And so without a shepherd, they're helpless which is a great reminder of us in our journey with God that without a shepherd, we're helpless. I think 2020 revealed there's a lot of things we didn't know. We thought we knew, didn't know. A lot of things we thought, hey, this is what's gonna happen, didn't happen. What does that mean? Because what does that mean for us? It means sometimes we're not very smart either, right? 
Everybody say amen to that. Come on, it's a good lesson of humility. Amen, you're right. We're not very smart either. But here's the great thing that God wants us to know. When we come to grips with who we are, our fragility, our humanness, we can say, I'm not really smart, but my shepherd is. He's the one that leads me. He's the one that guides me. What God is saying to you is this, as as he wants to protect and guard you, is that when your enemy is pursuing you, which you have one, it can be your flesh, it can be the enemy. When your enemy is after you, when when there's plotting going on against you to destroy you, to kill you, and when you can't see it or can see it, this is what God is saying, that I will guard you and I will protect you with my rod because I am a shepherd. Now let's look at the staff, the function of the staff is this, the staff is used to guide and direct the sheep. So sheep have a, a tendency, see if this, this uh, connects with you in any way, since you are God's sheep and we are God's sheep. Sheep have a tendency to wander. Have you ever, have you ever wandered away from what God had for you? And because Because sheep can navigate some difficult terrain, they can get to places, they can go up on rocks, they can move around. Sometimes they find themselves in difficult, bad places because they had the freedom to roam. They had the freedom to graze. Jesus was still, or sorry, the shepherd was still the shepherd, but they they still, they had the freedom to move. And they ended up in bad places. Well, the whole purpose of, of 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 the staff is there's a hook on the end of it. And when you think of a shepherd's staff, what do you think of? There's always this hook on the end. What's that for? Well, one, he used his staff first off to keep the sheep moving the right direction. But two, if a sheep gets in a bad place, if a sheep gets, gets in a spot that, that many times they'll get out on the ledge and they'll move down on a rock and then they're stuck on a ledge and they can't go back up. They are stuck. They're in a bad place. They made, they made a decision that put them in a bad place. Made a decision where not only were they helpless before, now they're really helpless. They got no room to move. They, they, and, and they can't, the flock is moving, the shepherd's gone. But the shepherd uses the hook so he can retrieve them. So he can, he can pick them up by their, by their neck or by their body, however he chooses to do it. And then to put them right back in the right place. To get them back on track. And so... That's the function of the tools. What's the meaning of it? If David said, your rod and your staff bring me comfort, what does that mean for us? What symbolism is behind this? Well, one, the rod represents the power and the authority of the shepherd. So the shepherd, as he watches over the flock, as he takes care of his, of his sheep, this, the rod represents I have power and I have the authority over this flock. I'm in charge. And really what it says too to the sheep is I have more power than you do. What's interesting is the rod and the staff, it's found all throughout different cultures. If you go back, you can see pictures or drawings of leaders, especially pharaohs. Every time pharaohs were, were, were drawn and depicted, they had a rod and they had a staff with them. Why was this? Well, what it meant, what, what it meant was this, is that um, one, I am the protector. So the Pharaoh was communicating with his rod and staff, I am the protector of my nation. 
I'm the one that's in charge. I'm the authority of my nation. I will protect it. I will lead it. And that God, please know this, God is reminding you through this chapter and through his role as your shepherd that he is in charge of your life. You were not in charge, but he is. You were not your protector, but he is. He's the one that when you get off course, he's the one that retrieves you. And he has authority over our lives. He has authority over his flock, the flock of his people. We are not the authority. We are not in charge. He is the, he is the authority. Same way with our church. For me, yeah, so the, the title pastor, it, you know what it means? Shepherd. But this is what we know. I am not in charge of this church. I am what's called, me and the other pastors here are called under shepherds, meaning he's the man, we're not. Meaning we follow him. Meaning he's the one that tells us what to do. Meaning you are his flock and we are servants to you to teach the word and to, and to, be, and to serve you and to execute his will and his purpose in your life to the extent he calls us to do so. But he is the senior pastor. He is the chief pastor. And we are submitted under him because he is in charge. We are not. Amen? That, that's our heart. And we have, <laughs> we have full understanding. He's the man that's leading. He is our shepherd and so that's what this depicts. That's what it means that he has authority. He is the one in charge and he will. And here's the great thing. He has the ability and the willingness to take care of you. Now, he could be a bad shepherd and not do that. But this is what we know about our God. This is what we know about Jesus, that he is good. So therefore... He will use his power, which is limitless, and his authority, which is all-encompassing. And he will use it for the good of his sheep, you. He's not wielding his charge and his power for his own good. He's wielding it for your good because he's a good shepherd, because he cares, because he brought you in to be part of his flock. When you gave your life to Jesus, when you gave your life to God through Jesus Christ and put your faith in him, you became a sheep. Before then, you were a goat. After then, you became a sheep and you become a part of his flock. You become a part of his family. You have an identity. You, you have a purpose. And what's so great about not only you're now part of the sheep is now you got a shepherd that watches over you. The Lord is your shepherd. So what does that mean as we step into the new year? Well, again, we need to understand all throughout Scripture, if Jesus is my shepherd, if, if God is watching over me, what does this mean? Because many times, some of us are doubted maybe through 2020, man, is God really good? Is Jesus really a good shepherd? Does he, does he really watch after me? I, I don't know. I feel all alone. And I think also what it, what it exposed in us that there were areas of our lives that we had not submitted to the good shepherd. But he was still faithful. And we saw God meet our needs through 2020. We saw the flock actually be a flock, be a church, where those, of, those who fell on hard times were, were 
strengthened by those that God allowed for, for them to continue to, to make resources. And then they were, they were giving them to serve the, the needs of other people. And it was the sharing and giving, which is, a, which is a hallmark trade to a follower of Jesus, that you are a giver and you are a server. Because Jesus came, God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. When we, be, we became a part of his flock, all of a sudden, these are indicators. These are, these are marks of, of a Christian is that you, you are a giver and you are a server. And we got to see that in our midst. And we're going to continue to see God doing that. But we, we begin to see God move in us and through us because, and lead us because he is our shepherd. He's the one guiding us. So all through the New Testament, Jesus is consistently called the great shepherd, the good shepherd. Nowhere does it say he's an okay shepherd. Nowhere does it say he's, you know, it depends what kind of mood he's in. Nowhere does it say, well, he's a good shepherd till you make a mistake and then he's not so good. Nowhere does it say that. The very substance of who he is, is good and great. And he uses all that he is for you. John 10.10, 10, he was talking to them about his shepherdhood over people. And he says, well, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Please, please note real quick, sidestep, only, only to steal and kill. There, there, is, there is no, the enemy makes you think he's, he's offering you something that's actually life, but it's actually death. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they, who? The flock may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. A good shepherd lays down his life. Jesus laid his life down for you. He became the good shepherd. So if the Lord's your shepherd, how can you expect him to respond to you in this coming year? What are you going to anchor your life to? David's telling us just as a shepherd uses the tools of a rod and the staff for help direct people, help keep, keep people on the right path, help protect people, to guard and to guide. If you belong to God, this is what he's, what is what he's saying. If you belong to God through his son, Jesus Christ, if you are, you are a part of his flock and since you are, he will do these things in your life. That Jesus wants to guide you, wants to guard you, wants to protect you. He wants, he wants to direct you. You are sheep. You can't figure it out on your own. So since this is Jesus' role in your life, based off of who he is throughout Scripture, based off of what he's proven to us throughout our lives, what would he want you to know as you face 2021? What would he speak to you? I have three things I believe the Lord, the good shepherd would speak. And it's comfort from the good shepherd in 2021. Number one, Jesus would say to you, bring me your hurts and I will show you compassion. As the good shepherd, he says, bring me your hurts and I'll show you compassion. So when I come to, to, to my good shepherd, I said, Lord, I, I've got some problems. I got some hurts. I got my problem, finances. Um, my, my emotions are all over the place. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I've got a problem with my, in my relationships with my husband or my wife or my fiance or boyfriend, girlfriend or friendship. Or, Lord, I, I'm out of whack. I'm hurting. God, I'm weak. Shepherd, I, I, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm angry. 
I've been hurt, I've been betrayed, somebody's been unfaithful to me. And here's what we all think, well, I can't, I can't bring those to Jesus because he's gonna use that rod to whack me around. Well, why? Why are you hurt? I thought you were more mature than that. I thought you knew better. Well, I'm sorry, that's what you get for being a sheep. You get yourself in bad positions, can't believe you. We think he shames us, we think he, he condemns us, but he doesn't. He actually is a good shepherd. So how would Jesus respond? Does he scold you? No, according to what the Bible says, he actually serves you. He doesn't, he doesn't pull you down, say, you, you knucklehead. I can't believe you. You know what? Come back later. I'll talk to you. I'm really frustrated with you right now. He doesn't harass you. He heals you. He doesn't pull you down. He lifts you up because he's a good shepherd. And the problem is, as I've already mentioned, many of us don't see him that way. We see him as he's, he's, he's after us. He's, he's waiting. He's waiting for the opportunity for us to get out of line. And he's going to wield that staff or that rod. And what happens when you think Jesus is that way? When you're hurting, you don't go to him. You're his sheep, but you're hurting. And you don't know where to go. So you find other outlets. You find other ways to numb your hurts. You find other ways to, to try to deal with your pain. You find other ways. And the good shepherd says, Bring me your hurts and I will show you compassion. Matthew 9, 36, this is Jesus. This is his heart for you. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. Well, what were they like? They were like sheep without a shepherd. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And his heart was turned to them. This is the way God looks at the things that are wrong in our lives. He has compassion on you. He cares for you because he's a good shepherd. He gives compassion. Now, th this doesn't mean this whole compassion. Well, you know, it's not like, like God's like, or Jesus is like, you know, <clears throat> that's too bad. I'm, oh, I'm so sorry you're hurting. Bummer. Sucks to be you. That's, the way, that's not compassion. He's not, oh, I, mm, that's too bad. That's not the compassion this is talking about. But the compassion of Jesus as your shepherd means this. He has compassion and he will do whatever it takes to help you. That's a good shepherd. He's moved with compassion when you're hurting. He's moved with, with compassion when, you, when you've got problems. That's why he came to this earth. That's why, that's why he came. We were herding lost sheep without a shepherd. And he had compassion on us. And he came to us to do everything he could to meet our needs, to help us. Jesus came to serve us and to help us. That's why he came. And when we, when, we are, when we are aware of that, we will bring to him our needs. We'll bring to him. Jesus is a giver. He's a servant. God is a giver. He's a servant. That's why he came. It is, it is what's called unconditional love, which blows our minds because we can't think of it that way. 
The most radical transformation in my walk with God is when I stepped out of legalism and I stepped into the grace of God. When I left, when I left this idea, well, you better be careful, man. If you screw up, God's going to get you. Better be, God's mad at you. You better not. And I was like, okay. So, so now I was, I, I was serving God out of fear. But then I understood grace for the first time. A guy named Gil Otterburn sat me down and told me about the grace of God. And I didn't, I didn't want to believe it because I'd been told my whole life, well, you know, that, this is what they would say, greasy grace. That greasy grace just leads people to sin. Well, or it's grace is the power that helps you get out of sin. Or grace is the power that meets you in your darkest hour. And all of a sudden, I saw Jesus for who he was. He loved me. And I, and I always felt as though, well, yes, he loves me, but man, he doesn't like me. I, I better make sure I perform. And, and maybe some of you even now, who, who are hearing me, maybe you struggle with legalism. You know, Jason, you should be careful. Don't you, you're going to give people a license to sin. Don't you? I, there is no license to sin. If you're a sheep, you're following the shepherd. You can choose. But the grace of God meets us. That's the kindness of the shepherd. And when we go through difficult times, we're able to bring things to him and receive compassion, receive who he is to help us in our time of need. So this is what God wants you to know this coming year. If you're hurting, no matter what it may be, you can come to him, the good shepherd, and he will take your hurts and he will show you compassion. He will meet your needs and he will heal you because he is the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Number two, what would the good shepherd tell you this year as you step into this new year? If you follow me, I will lead you in the right direction. Something for you to understand this year is that shepherds, now I want you to catch this, shepherds always know more than the sheep. Shepherds always know more. I mean, it, it's, we have the word of God. We know what it says. But then sometimes we go, mm, I think I know more. I actually think I know what I really need. But shepherds always know more than the sheep. Jesus knows more about your life. He knows, he, as far as direction goes and everything else, but particularly on direction too, he knows where you need to be, when you need to be there, and he knows how you're going to get there. He's the shepherd. And so he's the one that we follow. And as we follow him, Jesus says, if you follow me, I will lead you the right direction. So at times when there are delays in our journey, when we think whether we're heading this way, we think, you know, there's this business thing we're going we're gonna to get. And all of a sudden there's a delay or there's this relationship thing and there's this delay. And we find ourselves kind of, we feel stalled out. We're like... Lord, you don't know what you're doing. No, he knows exactly what he's doing. And delays of God along your journey are not denials to what he spoke to you about. They're not denials to, to, to the direction you're heading. They're not denials of your destination that you're going. They're just delays. And to you, they're delays. But to Jesus, they're strategic. Because he was leading you. 
And so in our, in our, in our strategic time that we call delays, and we're, we're freaking out, we go, Jesus, where are you? Good shepherd, where are you? And, he, and he's up there making sure. He's, he's making sure your pathway is clear. He's making sure you're going to go the right direction. He's making sure you're, you're going you're to go down this way because halfway down there, you're going to need to rest again. And we think, no, no, give me to the destination. And we're like, Jesus, where are you? I'm all alone. He's, and he's like, I'm over here figuring out your pathway. Chill out. Relax. I'm the good shepherd. I've got this. That's who he is. Psalm 23, verse 3 says this. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. His name's sake. You need to know something. The Lord Jesus has marked your life with his name. When you gave your life to God through Jesus Christ, you came into God's presence under the righteousness of Jesus. You came into God's presence through the, through the forgiveness of Jesus. You stepped out of where you were and out of darkness and you stepped into the light of Jesus Christ. He has marked you. The mark of Jesus, his name is on you. And when he guides you, he guides you, yes, for your sake, but also for his name's sake. Meaning he's not gonna lead you to a place for your foot to slip because that would misrepresent his name that's on you. He's not going to lead you to a place where, where he, which is contrary to the name that is on you, which is his name. You carry his name. You embody his name. He is proud to have his name on you. You have been marked by him. And so he guides you along the right path for his name's sake. Again, it's important to understand the shepherd is superior to the sheep. So he guides us for our, for our good, yes, but he does it from his namesake because his namesake is the name that's above every other name that every knee shall bow. Therefore, it holds authority and power and he guides you according to the substance of his name. And you're marked by that. The shepherd marked you. You're my flock. And he's proud of you. And so, since he's leading us, he's going to guide you on the right path as your shepherd. He's going to lead you the right way. He's going to say, hey, listen, listen as you follow him, he's going, hey, watch out. Watch out right here. Go down this way. Walk slow because you're going to slip. Now, you need to go over. You need to sit down. Let's just sit down for a minute. Let's lie down for a little bit. Pastor Jim always says this, you know, the Lord's my shepherd. He makes me lie down. He goes, sometimes shepherds say, go ahead and lie down. I said, lie down. Well, why are you making me lie down? Because I know what I'm doing. Because you need some rest. And so he says, okay, I want you to slow down. Let's go. Now, speed up. Now, just wait. I want you to rest. Now, let's run. Let's go. Why? Because he's our shepherd. He's leading us to the right destination. Jesus will not fail on his responsibility of being a good shepherd. He is, he is undefeated. At being a good shepherd, he wins every time because that's who he is. The substance of him is good. He can't be bad. It's not in him. So if that's true, if he's a good shepherd, this coming year, what is our responsibility? This is it. Our one responsibility to make sure you're following him. Our one responsibility to make sure we end up in the right, the right place, the right destination. Our one responsibility 
is to stay close to him, is to ask yourself, am I following him closely? No matter what's going on, no matter what you're going through, you can have peace and rest and trust and relax and chill. When things are moving kind of crazy, you're like, that's all right, I'm following Jesus. So you can look at everybody else. Is everybody else nervous? Oh, shoot, I should be nervous. Or you look at your shepherd. Hey, shepherd, are you nervous? He's like, mm-mm, I'm good. I'm good too. He's with me. My shepherd is good. And we can find peace in that. He says, bring me your hurts and I'll show you compassion. He says, follow me and I'll lead you to the right path. That's the goodness of God. And that's his plan for you this coming year. But you and I both know, let's just be honest, we are not perfect at following him, are we? We're not perfect. You know why? Because we're sheep. We get distracted, we, we, we sin, we wrestle with, with the things of our flesh and things of the past and shadows of things of the past that we can't get out of our heads and, and we wrestle with it and we're struggling in this because we are not perfect. And in that struggle, it, it dims our sight from seeing Jesus, it deafens our ears from hearing his voice. So what happens when that, what happens when we're in that position? What happens when, when we're wrestling with our imperfection of a sheep, of a human, because we're human? What happens? What do we do? What's a good shepherd say to you in those moments where you stumble and fall and are deaf to his voice and blind to see him because of your wrestling? He says this, number three, if you wander off, I will find you and bring you back. Jesus is telling a story in Matthew 18, and he's speaking about himself, but he says this, if a man, a shepherd, has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? This passage can be applied in many different contexts of our spiritual journey in faith, but the principle remains, if you wander off, if you get lost, Jesus will bring you back because every sheep matters to him, because you matter to him. Th- think about that. Just think about a time that you got off on, the wrong, on a wrong path, that you found yourself in a place, you were like, I'm in a bad place. You were like the sheep that wandered off and you thought, and then all of a sudden you were in a place where you couldn't go backwards, couldn't go forward, you were stuck. Bad place. Maybe you picked up bitterness. Maybe it, the pain of something caused, caused it, it to, to bear root in you and, or an offense. And maybe you made a bad decision. And in the moment, you realize, I'm in the wrong place. Now, listen to me for a second. When you realize you're not in the right place, when you realize you're not on the right path that we, we just read earlier, you need to know something. It doesn't mean that you stopped being a sheep. Your identity doesn't change. You're still a sheep. You've just drifted from the shepherd, but you're still a sheep. You, you don't go from being a sheep to a goat, then back to a sheep, then back to a goat, then back to the sheep. 
You have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have given your life to him and he has given his life to you. So you're not, you're not lost eternal damnation, but you have drifted. And there are consequences of drifting. And you got to wrestle with those. But your identity didn't go from a sheep to a goat. You're still a sheep. You're just a sheep in the wrong place. And so, since you're a sheep, since you don't know how to get back to the shepherd, you say, shepherd, I need you. And the shepherd comes and brings you back to the right, he rescues you and brings you back to the right place. It's just like any good parent. You ever lost a kid in a store? And uh, one minute they were there, then they wandered off somewhere. And so you're looking for them. You're searching for them. You're going to find them. No, no one ever goes, well, I can't find them. Uh, they'll show up somewhere. No one ever has, let's say you have four kids. And, and, you show, and you're eating dinner. And you're like, hey, where's Johnny? You're like, hey, I don't know. I got three of you. What's, uh, it doesn't matter. No, no one does that. You'd be like, where's Johnny? I thought you... Find Johnny. Stop what you're doing now. Let's go find him. That's the shepherd. Your value to him is not, is, is not less than somebody else because he's got three at his table. No, no. You are valuable. So when you get off path, when you wander, he comes, he comes and he finds you. Because you can't do anything else until we find my sheep. He's a good parent. Yes, when he comes to us, you know, you ever happened in the store when your child got away and when you found them, you weren't like, well, hi. You were like, get over here. Don't you wander away. Do you hear me? Don't ever do that again. Why? Well, because they need to be disciplined so they don't do it again. So just like a good parent, he corrects, he disciplines, and he teaches, and he guides, but he never stopped being our shepherd. Our children don't stop being our kids when they wander away somewhere. He takes you. After he finds you in a hole, he finds you with the muck of your decisions, of your, of your flesh that you've wrestled with, of the deafening of your ears and your eyes to him. And as you call out to him and say, Lord, I'm lost. Shepherd, I don't know how I got here. But I think I made some bad decisions. He comes to you. He rescues you. He takes you to the stream of his cleansing water on, on the way back to the flock. And he washes you and he holds you. And as you're, you're, you're there, you're covered in your own mistakes. You're covered in your own pride because you thought, I'll do it my way. And you're covered in this. And you've, I'm lost. And he washes you and he holds you. And he cleans you. He takes care of you. Because you're his sheep. You can't even clean yourself. But he does it. And he's smiling and he's so grateful that he found you because you're his sheep. He can't, he can't rest until he finds the one. And in our situation of being lost, in our situation of being stupid decisions, 2020 revealed a lot of things in us. Maybe we picked up some habits. We picked up some numbing devices to get us through. We thought, oh, that's, that's, that'll help. 
and we find ourselves in a bad place. The shepherd is looking for you. And his name, his number one goal is not to whack you on the head. It's to cleanse you and his living streams of water and forgiveness to restore you and to take you back and put you in the right place. Please know this, that if you wander off this coming year, if you stumble, or maybe you might even feel lost right now, and you're like, I don't, man. I, I, and, and this isn't just about just the sin. Or Many times we just, we, we, because we don't know all things, because we aren't all powerful, we make decisions that aren't the best sometimes. So it might be, for you, it's, it might be, you know, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know in, in this business, am I supposed to let it go? Am I supposed to keep doing it? I, yeah, I, I feel lost. Maybe you feel lost over your finances. Or, or maybe you're, you're in a place where a job or a relationship, that's, I, do I stay? Do I go? Do I let go? Do I, hold on, I, maybe you just feel lost. What do, you, what do I do now? Do I, I, do I need to try something different in my life? I, I mean, these are, these, are, these are places of lostness and it's okay to say, I'm lost. Because it's in the moment of saying I'm lost is the moment the shepherd comes to you. He's been watching you the whole time. He's been waiting for you to actually want him to rescue you. So if you wonder, if you stumble, if, if, if you go your own way, if you don't know what to do, if you find yourself lost, if you find yourself convicted by the Holy Spirit because of decisions or, or whatever your lostness, and you find yourself in great need of a shepherd to heal you, to put you back in the right place, to cleanse you, to forgive you, to restore you, this is what you do. This is it. You call on the shepherd. Regardless of your lostness, you call on the shepherd. Shepherd, I need some help. Romans 10, 13 says this, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, the good shepherd, will be saved. So do you have hurts? Jesus says, bring them to me. Jesus says, if you wandered off, I will find you and bring you back. Has there been a distance between you and Jesus growing over this last year? It's time to evaluate, are you following him? Listen, let's step into 2021 and let's, let's stay close to the shepherd. Let's allow his goodness to be with us and to rest and to have peace and to be marked by his name, part of his flock. This is the time that we evaluate our connection with the shepherd, our distance of the shepherd. We evaluate how we see him and it somehow keeps us from bringing our hurts and pains to him. This is the time that we say, Lord, you are my shepherd. And therefore, I'm going to trust you. God wants you to have confidence as you step into this new year. The Lord is my shepherd.
The Lord is my shepherd. I, listen, you need, that needs to be your theme. In moments of worry, the Lord, he's my shepherd. It's not someone else's shepherd. Well, he is, but you know, he's just not theirs. He, he, he's mine. The Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. So when you find yourself weak and hurting and, and wondering and you have a moment of clarity or you find yourself confused or lost in something, just hang on, hang on, hang on. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not my shepherd. <laughs> I'm not my shepherd. I don't have power, authority. I, I, I can't protect or guide. The Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I come to you. And you come to me. And you restore my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I want. Can we put up Psalm 23 again, the first slide? And in this understanding of the good shepherd, I want us to understand this is your chapter. The Lord is my shepherd. So when you find yourself in a place of want or need, hang on. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. When you find yourself anxious and nervous, the Lord's my shepherd. He makes me lie down sometimes. And he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. In other words, you, maybe you have wondered and there have been some areas of your soul that have been corrupted by, by things in your life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because my shepherd is with me. And you protect and guide me with your staff with your rod and you rescue me when I get off course and you, and you are there to protect me from the enemy. You prepare a table before me when my enemy is around and you're, and you're keeping them away by your, by your rod. And while I'm there eating and at peace, you anoint my head with oil and you cleanse me and my cup runs over. And surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because he's your shepherd and I will dwell in the presence of God forever. In other words, you don't turn into a goat. You will dwell as a sheep forever once you give your life to him and follow him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word that speaks to us. Thank you for your truth. And Lord, today we make that declaration that you are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. I find great peace that you are my shepherd. When you're my shepherd, there are no coincidences. There, are, there is no thwarting of your plan for me because you are my shepherd. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So Lord, today we come before you. And God, may we look at our lives and see the distance that we may be from you. And Lord, we want to just confess. God, we've wondered we're sorry. Our emotions have wandered. Our minds, our spirits have wandered. And today, Lord, we come back into alignment and closeness to you. Cleanse me. Forgive me. God, lead me on the paths of righteousness. Lord, we pray, we thank you, God, today that in our lostness, you're going to direct our path. So, God, I don't know what to do, but you do. And therefore, you will guide me in the right path. My one job is 
It's just to make sure I'm following you. Your job is to make sure I get where I need to get, when I need to get there, and you will take care of me. Lord, today we make a decision about 2021 that we are going to be sheep of your flock. We're going to stay close to you. We're going to listen to your voice, and we're going to welcome your rod to protect us. We're going to welcome your staff that keeps us in line, and we thank you, Lord. God, I pray today that those who have hurts and pain and struggle, that God, they would bring them to you and you would, you would give them your compassion, but also that means, Lord, that you would meet their needs and that you would heal them, you would restore them, you would strengthen them. Lord, thank you for your goodness in our lives. Thank you for that, that you are a good shepherd and that that'll never change. We love you and we are so honored to be marked by your name. What would cause you to put your name, your holy name, your righteous name, your perfect name on me? I don't know. But I'm grateful. And I am the sheep of your pasture. And I love you. Thank you, Lord, for your care. In Jesus' name. Just remain with your heads bowed. I want to honor the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're here or joining us online and you'd say, I don't, I'm not a part of the flock. I'm not, I'm not a sheep. I know that I, I, I don't belong, but I want to. And if you sense in your heart right now, this overwhelming understanding that you're a sinner, that you need Jesus as your savior and you want to give your life to him. Nobody's looking around. Just raise your hand right now and hold it up so the Lord can see you. God bless you. Anyone else want to give your life to Jesus? If you're joining us online, thank you. God bless you. You put your hands down. If you're joining us online, you can do the same. Thank you. God bless you. You can do the same. Right we are. Just lift it up. It's just saying, I acknowledge. And the scripture says this, that if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is, and you put your trust in him, that you will be saved. And so we're going to pray a prayer with you. And we're all going to pray. The Bible says, if you mean this and believe it, you will be saved. Let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I admit that I'm a sinner and I need you. I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead. And I give you my life today. I put my faith in you as my shepherd. I commit my life to you to be a sheep, to be a follower. And from this moment forward, I belong to you. And with your help, I'm not going to wander. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand today. Thank you, Lord. If you gave your life to Jesus, I want to ask you to do me a huge favor right in front of you is a connect card. You can just fill that out and drop it in the white bucket. Um, when you leave. Also, if you have a prayer request, you can write on that same card and uh, we, we will be praying for you. Also, if you're joining online, you can text SAVE to the number there or if there's someone in the chat room, you can also just let them know that you made a commitment and we would love to help you on your journey. Let's all stand to our feet today. I'll be honored if you just give me one moment to bless you and to pray over you and your family. So if you could just lift your hands to, as a sign of surrender and receiving from the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your blessing over every individual here and joining online. 
God, I ask you that you would provide for them. You would make a way for them. That, Lord, you would heal them. Lord, you would restore them. God, today, I rebuke the devourer off of their life in Jesus' name. God, we pray for peace in relationships. Peace in marriages. Peace, Lord, in friendships. Lord, in the name of Jesus, pour out your blessing on them. And let them know, God, that you are the good shepherd that watches over them, that keeps them, that sustains them. That they have been bought by your blood. And your name is on them. And you will sustain sustain them through ups and downs. Lord, bless our people. Strengthen us. Keep us as we leave. Set your ministering angels around us as we go to serve you to the best of our ability. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.